Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hello, I'm Mario Tonaguzzi, Managing Editor of Canada's Podcast. Joining me today on Calgary's podcast is Bryce Weeks, who is founder of Clear Float Spa in Calgary. Thanks for joining us today, Bryce. Great to be here. All right, tell me just a little bit, uh, first off, uh, Bryce, what uh, Clear Float Spa, uh, Spa is and what you do. Sure. So Clear Float Spa is a... Well, it's a spa and what we focus on really is stillness and meditation. So we have four float pods and one infrared sauna. Infrared sauna is fairly straightforward. I can talk a little bit about the science behind that. And then we have four float pods. And essentially what float pods are or float therapy is, is essentially you enter into an environment filled with eight to 10 inches of water filled with a thousand pounds of Epsom salt. So it's four times more dense than the Dead Sea. So essentially what you do is you float completely weightlessly. Uh, in a dark environment, you can turn on the light if you so choose as well, but essentially you're in complete darkness and floating in, in that water. And what that does is it activates your parasympathetic nervous system, which essentially deactivates your fight or flight response. And this helps you to naturally slip into a meditative state. So by removing all external stimuli, your brain can finally go, oh, and kind of take that breath that we're, you know, constantly overwhelmed with social media, technology, brand messaging, and it kind of gives you that moment to come back down and, and, uh, enter into more of a, a grounded, centered stillness state. How did you start this? Uh, so I, I meditated a lot in my early 20s um, and found it literally, well, completely life-changing. I was meditating for half an hour in the morning, half an hour in the evening, and just achieving really, really intense, blissful, great states. Um, and I was blessed enough to have kind of a community around me and, and some great people in my life that were also going through that in my early 20s. And then... Um, in my kind of later 20s, so I've been in background is in sales and marketing. And as I continued to grow in that world, I just kind of became, I guess, very just kind of like, what am I doing here? What am I really selling? You know, I was working for big corporations. And finally, I came across flow therapy. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is a therapy that can help people. It can bring meditation to people's lives. And all my skill sets I can use in my background in marketing and branding to actually create a community for people. Because meditation is very much a you know solo journey. But it's great to have people around you that are going through the same things that you're going through. Um, and you can share with that in a community environment. So this brought all of the best technologies together for me to use my skill sets. So I'm curious, uh, what first brought you to meditation in, in general? Like something happened in your life or it was just a, a long journey towards it? Uh, what brought you to yeah. that? Well, I think it was just a combination of a lot of things. I mean... I was a very hyperactive child, I guess. Um, I, I think undiagnosed ADHD, lots of people throw that term around, but I was a very yeah. active child. You know, I'd always be you know, losing my keys, misplacing my keys, and I just wanted to be a little bit more still. And what I, I decided to just try meditation. And I was like, I'm just going to sit for 20 minutes every day for three weeks, and I'm going to see if anything happens. I'm like, I just made that small dedication. And I think it was around... I think it was two weeks. And after two weeks, I was like, oh, that was okay. But I didn't really feel it. I was like, I'm going to do one more week. And then, you know, two days into that, that third week, I remember just having one moment where I was just like, no thought. And I just got hooked. I was like, wow, that was such a unique grounding. I was like, I didn't know that that was out there. And then I just went down, you know, an intense journey and continuing to do it. And it just brought me so much more peace and um, calmness in my life. 
So, so I'm just curious. Uh, obviously, as you said, you're a very active child, and and then obviously living in the and working in the business environment. Uh, what was it like the first couple of times you tried to meditate? Could you sit still? Um, it was hard. No, I mean my mind was going the whole time. Um, all I said was, "I'm just going to sit still for 20 minutes." So I just wasn't going to move, and my thoughts were just going. And you know, I just used a, a strategy just. Every time that I had a thought, I would just say thinking and then kind of come back to my breath. And literally, I was sitting there for 20 minutes just going thinking, thinking, thinking. Yeah. So I was constantly thinking, but I was just bringing an awareness to it. Uh, so it was very, very challenging for me. But like I said, after that three-week one, I just had the one moment of that stillness. I was like, wow, okay, there's something here. And then I continued to practice more and more. And, and during that really intense period in my early 20s when I was doing a lot, I was having incredible you know, calmness. Okay. Now, what about your first time that you experienced uh, a clear float? Uh, what was that like? So my first ever float um, was just mind-blowing. I mean, it was, for me, it was like meditation on steroids because you're removing, you know, when you're sitting there in your own house, you still hear, you know, pipes or you just hear stuff and it's easy to get distracted. Or you think like, oh, I could turn on the TV. Or you're just close to things that can distract you. Uh, and in a float, you are removed from all of that. I mean, you are in a pod, in naked or in a swimsuit, and there's nothing around you. You can't go get your phone. So it just brings that extra level of stillness to it. Yeah. Uh, and when you get really, really silent, some people are worried about the silence, but your thoughts, you kind of get to the end of your thoughts. They just feel a little bit louder, which brings more awareness to them, and then they dissipate so much easier. So I was just blown away. I came out and I was like, not only is it great for your mind, but then my body, I mean, you're completely weightless. So it increases your circulation. And I just felt like I had a massage for my brain and my body. Yeah. So, um, you know, the people that you see uh, through your spa, give me a sense of uh, the kind of people are they, uh, you know, male, female, young, old, what kind of walks of life are they from? I mean, every walk of life, which is the really the, the neatest part. I mean, we have some people who have been meditating for 30, 40 years and have, you know, been to Tibet and meditated with Buddhist monks. And we have the 20 year old that's literally like, I just want to try this. It seems like something that would benefit me. We have athletes. Um, we have lots of the, some Calgary Flames come in, some NHL hockey players come in. Um, we have lots of all different walks of life, some MMA fighters, uh, lots of moms who are expecting because it can help uh, during pregnancy to help alleviate pain on the lower back, people with chronic pain, arthritis, fibromyalgia. It really helps with fibromyalgia. Uh, yeah. So tell me. Yeah, so it's very diverse. You know, you know, tell, you know when you look at you mentioned this about how all the noise that we have in, in the world today. And, you know, this baby is uh, with us, ever, you know, like attached to our hips. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, literally uh, like uh, almost 24-7. Uh, is this, you know, wh whether it's meditation or what you do, is it, is it kind of desperately needed in, in our society today? I, I mean, in my belief, very, my very strong belief, it's the same as exercise. Yeah. If, if you're not doing it nowadays, I think, uh, I, I think you can see the rise of anxiety, the rise of depression, especially post pandemic, um, be grounded into not get caught up in all of that and this, the scrolling and this, you know, th there's just so much of it. I think if you aren't exercising, eating well, sleeping well, 
and some form of mindfulness or meditation. And there's so many different kinds. You know, you don't need to get caught up in the sitting in a float pod, or you can do walking meditations. Um, I think if you don't have some form of mindfulness, it, that anxiety can creep in very easily. So I think it's just as important as a balanced diet and uh, exercise. So tell me in terms of uh, the meditation aspect of everything, how that has been helpful to you on the business side of things, on on running and operating a business. Oh, I think immensely. I mean, everyone says starting a business is the most stressful thing you can do next to having a child or moving. Yeah, uh, and although it was, it was stressful for sure when when I was starting it up, but I used floating a lot, and it just felt uh, fairly. I don't want to say easy, but I was just calm. When things were happening, it was just like, okay, what challenge do I have to deal with? And we would continue to move on and move forward. Um, it, Yeah, I, I don't think it becomes... It's just such, such a key point, part of my life, yeah. uh, especially with opening up. And of course, sometimes I get distracted. I don't meditate as often and I need to come back to it. Um, but when I'm meditating heavily, there's no question. Things come at me and it's like, oh, that's interesting. I guess I'll have to deal with that challenge as opposed to just reacting uh, and, you know, your cortisol spikes up and you start getting really stressed and you you basically get elevated like you're fighting a bear. Um, when nowadays we're, we don't need to fight bears and yet we're releasing cortisol as if we're fighting bears. We get an email and we, you know, get stressed and, and get all amped up when I think we're in a pretty safe environment. We just need to be a little bit more mindful of of that. Yeah. Now, when you started, uh, oh, sorry, sorry, when did you start this, by the way? What year? Uh, so seven years ago, um, next month. So May 15th is our seven-year anniversary. You said, okay. And uh, this will probably air after that. So just, uh, um, okay. May, okay. So in May, at seven years ago, uh, when you first started as a business owner, what what were some of the major challenges uh, uh, or biggest challenges you faced? Um. Oh, my goodness. There were a lot. Um, you, know, hadn't I mean, a, you hadn't been a business owner prior to that, right? You were just working, no. working for the man. <laughs> yes, I was indeed working for the man for sure. <laughs> I think, you know, the getting, you know, banks on board to believe in me, especially when I hadn't done it before, I yeah. think was a, a challenge and the, and the confidence to be, you know, this, especially that a bank is going to give me money to start, to start up a, a spa where you do nothing, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think in my head, it was probably more getting out of my head and, and believing in in the idea, uh, which I had a really strong belief in it. Uh, I think dealing with that, definitely like negotiating the lease was a little bit outside of my comfort zone. But really, for me, it was about finding the team around me or the people and having the confidence to ask for help. Um, so luckily, I had a lot of people around me and I would I would find the expert within my network that could help me through each process that I didn't know. So I need... You know, knowing what you know and knowing what you don't know, I think is very crucial. Yeah. Now, does it help? You know, this is going to be kind of a weird question, but does it help, you know, in, in terms of the meditation that, um, like the persona that you give out, right? And, and, you know, just, you know, my amateur psychology here, you know, you seem to be very calm, level-headed person. That, so the does that help from the business standpoint of things? Uh, you know, when you uh, are forging relationships uh, with uh, different people and, uh, you know, uh, and uh, what you have to do in running your business. Yeah, well, I think a calm persona is 
or a calm state is important for leadership, right? When you're yeah. encountering challenges, you don't want the you don't want the leader that's just running around, you know, the, the house on fire. You want calm, focused, uh, centered decisions, um, and then confidently moving forward in them. And I, I, meditation certainly helps with that. Let's talk a little bit about uh, running a business in Calgary, uh, Bryce. Uh, how has that yeah. been uh, uh, for you? How, what would you say that some of the benefits are of being a, a business owner, an entrepreneur in Calgary? Um, oh, my goodness. Well, I think they're immense. Calgary is a fantastic city. Um, there's, you know, some great disposable income from a lot of the people, well-educated, yeah. um, you know, populous as well. And, and they really take, I mean, for me personally, in the health and wellness side of things, they really focus on their, their health and wellness here in Calgary as well. The very active people, especially in, you know, in the winter times, people are still going to fitness studios. There's a lot of access to fitness studios, a lot of education on health and wellness. Um, and we've done really well. I mean, we even opened up, you know, in 2016, when there was kind of the downturn in oil, because Calgary yeah. is very well-centric, we actually, you know, people were worried for me and et cetera. And we did exceptionally well, because um, during those times, people turned to their health and wellness during stressful times as well. So yeah. we've had a, you know, even throughout the pandemic, um, and then after the pandemic, we've been doing incredibly well because I, I think the, you know, the, the news is out that meditation and mindfulness is very important. And I think we saw a lot of the cracks start to show in, in everyone's health and wellness, myself included during the pandemic and yeah. that this is the thing that needs to be prioritized at all times. Yeah. And that's become a major issue these days, the mental health side of things, right? And, uh, you, you can't go anywhere without, uh, some news report talking about uh state of mental health in Canada, well, elsewhere as well, uh, in the last couple of years, right? hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's all, it's all we have our bodies and our minds, right? Yeah. That, that stress too is a killer. It's, it's, uh, the, you know, you know, talk about the, 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 you know, beyond the, the mental side of things, could you talk a little bit about the physical side of things of, uh, of uh, of being in a healthy state of mind uh, through meditation. Yeah, well, so I mean, essentially, what happens is when we're when we're overwhelmed or anxious, uh, what's happening is we release cortisol, which is a stress chemical, and that's evolved from back in the day. You know, when we're out and we encounter a bear, we release cortisol, yeah. spikes our adrenaline, and we start to or increases our heart rate, and we get ready to either fight or flight. Uh, the problem is nowadays we're so overwhelmed with Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, emails, phone calls, text messages that our brains are so overwhelmed that we're releasing cortisol when we get an email. So an email to us is now like a bear. And that's that doesn't make a lot of sense, you know, objectively. But when we're in it, it that's the way it feels. So we release that cortisol. Our heart rate goes up. It's just a really harmful chemical. Yeah. And what can happen is, is we start getting addicted to that cortisol. We can start, you know, doom scrolling, as they call it on Twitter, Instagram, and you're just scrolling and you're getting all these news feeds of how dangerous the world is and et cetera. Yeah. And we're in this heightened state and we're releasing cortisol. And that's a chemical that we should not be, you know, we start to get addicted to it. And, and that's not the chemical we should be addicted to. We should be, you know, releasing dopamine, endorphins, and the good feeling chemicals that we get from meditation, connection with community, uh, exercise. And unfortunately, we're getting hooked to these cortisol chemicals. And it, it really does start to break down our body and our minds. And, and that stressful state is not, it's not healthy. Yeah, exactly. And uh, there's so many physical uh, 
things that happen uh, uh, because of that. Uh, but you know, it, you know, when you're looking at uh, being in 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 Calgary, uh, uh, Bryce, I, I take it you're from Calgary originally, or no? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was born in Edmonton and then moved to California, but I've been here since high school. I moved back here in, in okay. high school. And what did you do before uh, starting uh, Clearful Oat Spa? So I was in sales and marketing. So I worked for third-party agencies. So I got to work with really big brands, you know, Microsoft, Kudo, Telus, um, probably 50 of the top brands in Canada. And I, I basically helped execute on their sales and marketing initiatives. So a lot of experiential marketing and sales campaigns. I managed their teams and basically created experiences around that brand that tied to that brand. Sales can be quite stressful, can't they? It sure can, for sure. Yeah. Where, where do you think the stress comes when when uh, in sales? Is it, uh, it, does it come from the fact that you you have to produce? Like, it's, it's you know, a lot of jobs you just, you know, you... You know, you just do your job and, and, you know, and go your merry way. But in sales, man, if you don't bring in that revenue, like, goodbye. Well, yeah, well, yeah it's the metrics, right? Because you're constantly like, well, you know exactly where you should be at any given time, um, which is a little bit different than kind of a creative field. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, yeah, I, I mean, for me personally, I think a little bit of just the insecurity, right? If you set a goal and you don't hit it, there's the insecurity or the, the feeling of a failure. Yeah. Um, but with more experience in sales, as I started to continue to grow in it, it's just setting a goal, being confident in it, and knowing the steps to get there. Um, but I mean, it can still be uh, as, as stressful as you you make it, I suppose. The meditation yeah. certainly helps in, in the confidence of like, I'm going to get there. I know how to get there. Um, and just being calm and confident about it. Yeah. What are you thinking uh, uh, in terms of your business, uh, Bryce? Uh, are uh, you looking at expanding in the future? Uh, uh, where's the growth coming uh, from or going to be in, in this? Or are you just happy with just what you're doing now? I mean, I am happy with what I'm doing now, but I, I do feel the growth is coming. Um, I can't make any announcements right now, but we are certainly looking at continuing to grow. I think the demand for uh, float therapy is growing. The demand for stillness, um, really, at the end of the day, that's where my passion lies in is is you know our, our mission is to help remove pain and anxiety in people's lives uh, and there's many different therapies that can do that and uh, float therapy is one of those and we're going to continue to grow in that area and and i think others in the future here as well mm, okay then so running a business uh and then obviously uh, uh doing a lot of meditation as well what are you know besides uh that and and maybe family like do you have any specific interests and passions, hobbies uh, that you like to spend time with? Yeah, for sure. Uh, family is obviously very important for me. I have two little boys, um, so lots of time with them. And that keeps me pretty busy. Okay, uh, I got to ask you a million dollar question then. Uh, two yeah. little boys, have they ever tried meditation? Uh, so actually, well, I mean, we have one uh, 11 month old and a three and oh. a half year old. So it is a little bit challenging, but actually our three and a half year old does do yoga. So oh, we don't do a lot of screen time with him. Yeah. Uh, and the only screen time he ever gets is there's this great uh, YouTube uh, for kids. And it's a it's yoga and it's about 20 minutes or so. And he loves it. I mean, he actually does poses. He, you know, as calm as he can be and as still as he can be. But he goes through the process and he really understands it. And it's really, really cute to watch as well. I'm going to come back uh, uh, before I interrupted you to that question about your other hobbies and interests, but I'm just curious, how important do you think it is to 
you know, obviously when you have this uh, toddler uh, learning kind of these this stuff at an early age, how important do you think it is uh, for all of us, um, uh, for people to, to, to understand, I guess, and uh, to maybe even practice in some way uh, that stillness and meditation in, in life? At a young oh, age, starting at a I young age. I think it's crucial because I think at a young age, you're developing your emotions, right? And I think yeah. um, keeping kids busy was a very big part of parenting in the past. Oh, yeah. And then kind of ignoring emotions to a certain degree. It would just be like busy, busy, busy. You hurt yourself. Like, let's distract. Yeah. Um, when I think processing emotions is very, very important. Sitting with your emotions, learning what your emotions are, feeling sad, and, and actually sitting in that and understanding what it is so that it can wash through you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's really, really crucial. And, and a lot of parenting techniques are starting to turn to that to allowing children to kind of feel it and, and move through it. So we try to be as, as confident and calm with our child as well. And he's, you know, he still has meltdowns, of course. Yeah. Um, but I, I think we practice a lot of mindfulness as best as we can. Mindfulness yeah. while he's going through that so that he can learn those different emotions and move through them as well. Uh, excellent. So uh, back uh, and so hobbies, <laughs> interests, passions, uh, anything else that you have out there? That yeah, I love uh, I love playing hockey. I love uh, golf. So I'm a, I love competition and, and uh, uh, trying to, you know, push myself and my body as well. So I love doing that. And I started getting back into kind of um, working out again and lifting more weights. I used to do a lot of cardio and and uh, Peloton, I love, but now I've tried to get back into lifting a few more weights. Just as I get older, I feel feel my body isn't as strong as it used to be. So I'm trying to build a little bit more strength for my for my kids, so I can continue to be active for them as well. So I, I'm curious, actually, uh, uh, when mentioning a com uh, competition and stuff like that, do you think the meditation? Everybody talks about. Uh, whether you're an athlete or um, you know, even in the work you do, sometimes getting in the zone, right? Uh, do you think meditation helps with that? You, you know, Absolutely. Like you'll see an athlete, you know, the basketball player just sitting and boom, 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 like three point shots continuously, right? It's just like, and I and I find that myself sometimes when I'm, you know, as a journalist writing. There's certain times I get into a zone and like hmm. end of the day, you wonder, holy crap, how much work yeah. I've done today, right? Uh, so is that, you think that's helpful uh, to do stuff like that? Absolutely. So when you meditate, you enter what's called a theta brainwave state. So when we're active and awake, we're in an alpha state or a beta state. Usually when we're watching TV, we're in an alpha state, which is a relaxed kind of receiving mode state. When we're active and, and thinking that's a beta state. And then when you start to meditate, you enter a theta state. So peak athletes actually enter theta states quite frequently because they're so single focused. They're essentially in a meditative state where there's nothing else going on. They're not thinking about groceries. They're not, you know, thinking about an email or anything like that. They are single-mindedly focused. Yeah. So the more frequently we can put ourselves into a theta state, the more focused we can be and the more calm and confident we can be as well. And ironically, children are actually in a theta state an awful lot, which is a really creative state. Oh. So children live in a theta state a lot. And as we get older, we start to yeah. you know, move out of that and aren't in that as often. And that's where meditation can bring us back into that creative. You know, meditation is very creative as well, which a lot of people don't think of meditation as creative, but it really brings a lot of creativity and you can be creative in your meditations too, which is really neat. Yeah, cool. Excellent. Well, thanks very much, uh, Bryce, for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me.
That was a fascinating uh, discussion, and I'm uh, looking forward to my own meditation. So, <laughs> yeah, Excellent. thanks very much. That was uh, Bryce Weeks, who is founder of Clear Float Spa in Calgary. I'm Mario Tonaguzzi with uh, Calgary's podcast. I'm managing editor of Canada's podcast. Thanks for joining us today.